tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock hour, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am JT, a.k.a. the master. And as you know, this is the master plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's a place to be if you want to talk to JT and quite naturally, you heard me say it before for years, and I say it again. That's that's what I what I do on this show today. That would be me. Got a great show in store for you today. If you want to listen to my voice, then don't call in. But if you want to call in, call in at the number I just gave you. Voice your opinion on what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, and we're going to talk about some little uh, NFL. Always like to talk about the NFL. That's my favorite sport. You know it. If you've been listening to me over the years, you know it. I've been saying it forever. My favorite sport is the uh, NFL uh, football. Not too keen on college football. I watch it every now and then. Uh, But my main thing, the thing I love the most, the thing I – Right, right, hard on is the NFL. So we'll be talking about that. But but first, before we do that, um, we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. Now, if you listened to me yes last week, so far, 
coming to what I thought it was going to be, be coming to. Oh, before that, we got a chat room sitting out there. If you'd like to jump in the chat room rather than call me, I don't know why you wouldn't want to talk to me uh, personally, but if you want to just just put your comments in the chat room, you can do that. Or ask a question or make a statement, you can do that in that chat room for you. I, I'm trying to get you to talk to me or, or correspond to me anytime, any way you want. And before I talk about the NBA, I said it last week, and I say it again this week. I have a fantasy football league, an ESPN fantasy football league that I I am the commissioner of. Right now, it's a 10-team league. That's the minimum that it's going to be. It's a 10-team league. And I'm looking for some people to fill that league up. I gave my email address out last week, and I'll do it again this week. If you are interested, I don't care where you're at in the world, if you are interested in joining an ESPN league and going to go up against me and uh, some of my uh, my fellow owners in this, in this league, it's the, called the Two Drink Limit League. Two Drink Limit League. Why don't it's just I decided to call the two drink limit league. It's no big deal. It's just a league. ESPN. Um, email me at J as in the letter J Taylor T A Y L O R three four two at Comcast dot net. I'll say that again. It's J as in the letter J Taylor T A Y L O R three four two at Comcast dot net. Tell me you're interested in joining a league. I'll uh, uh, send you a link so you can take a look at the settings of the league before you decide that you really want to join into it. It's got some unique settings. Okay. But nothing that if you're a fantasy football player, uh, you can't – it wouldn't be too difficult to decipher uh, how unique it is. And – uh I'll respond back to you. I look at my email every day, all my emails. I'm up um, early and, and go to bed late. So if you send me an email, I'll send you a link to that, to that, uh, to the league. And uh, we go from there. See if you're interested. I gave you my email address twice. And I'm going to keep on doing it until uh, the, the league is filled up. And uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Like I said, I wanted to talk about the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors hosting, right now, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They played their first game on Thursday. The second game is going to be played tonight. Um, And... uh, I love in the NBA's infinite wisdom, they wait forever to start the games, and then there's a two-day process. Even when the home team is is, is when, even when you have uh, two games back to back in the same city. Why? Come on, you people, you know why? They want to be able to have. Maximum audience. So they had Thursday night. Okay. 
And uh, we all know what happened. If you watch the game, you know what happened. It was relatively close. Uh, it was relatively close in the um, first half until uh, the Golden State Warriors decided to uh, – and, and this is what I was talking about, people. And I know that I would think that some people probably didn't didn't pay attention to what I was saying. But if you listen to what I was saying last week and uh, uh, watch what happened, it was almost verbatim. I had said up until this point, I had not thought that the Warriors played their best basketball. I think they basically, in my opinion, coasted, for lack of a better word, through the first uh, three series to get to the finals. It really hadn't put together a really good game and and, and a really good effort uh, in the finals. I mean, in in, in the uh, playoffs. Well, how about over 20 turnovers from the Cleveland Cavaliers and four turnovers by the uh, Golden State Warriors? An NBA record tying four turnovers for an NBA Finals game. Four turnovers that a team that is pretty, can, can, be, can be pretty careless with the basketball. And you know who had those four turnovers? Two by Draymond Green, two by Steph Curry. 113-91. It could have been a lot bigger margin because they lit, they, they, they they excuse me they missed double digit layups. They missed double digit layups. And when the game was out of hand, pretty much they. They uh, emptied the bench and set the starters. And they still won by 22 points. And it was a somewhat lackluster first half for them until they got serious about playing defense and got serious about putting this, this Cleveland Cavalier away in the first game early, out early, put them away early. As uh, KD, if you listen to his press conference after the game, and Stefan, if you listen to their press conference after the game, locked in. Locked in. And like I said, and I'll say it again, they only have, I'm talking about Cleveland, they only have two players. It's not a big three. Now, people like to say it on paper, it's a big three. But it's a big two and a half. That's what I said last week, and I'll keep on saying it until they prove me, prove me otherwise. It's a big two and a half against four. Or you want to play three and a half. Be, be, because Clay Thompson hasn't been, whatever, for whatever reason, hasn't been consistent all, all uh, uh, the playoffs rounds. Draymond Green had an off day. So there was 
big two against the big two and a half or whatever you want to call it. And quite naturally with uh, Kevin Durant with 38 and Stephon Curry around 30, uh, 28, almost both of them, almost with two with, uh, triple doubles. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't mind boggling to me because I expected that. I expected them to have no mercy. I expected them to, once they put the hammer down, to keep it down. No mercy. Don't take any plays off. Play to the end of the game, or as long as as much as you're in there, and do every youth, everything you can to humiliate them and, and, and take the will from them. And you can see, even though they were trying to play hard, that they knew it was over early after, after, the, after the second half. They knew that this was not going to be like it was last, last year. Now, I know they won the first two games. I'm talking about Golden State last year before things fell apart. And uh, they let Cleveland back into the series last year. I don't think that's going to happen. The, the X factor is Kevin Durant. Everybody, everyone said, and it happened, that LeBron James was going to play Kevin Durant. Okay? That happened. That's true. But the Kevin Durant they played years ago when Cleveland and uh, um, a young Kevin Durant played LeBron James in the finals – is a much better player and and a more experienced player than he was when he first played LeBron in the finals years back. It was obvious. Ran circles around him. LeBron had no uh, answer for him. No answer. And I don't expect that to change. I expect probably LeBron James to be on him, but I don't expect that the change, LeBron looks slow against Kevin Durant. Now, they may switch off and put somebody else on him, but there's really no one on the Cleveland Cavaliers other than Kevin Durant that can, they can stay with him on a consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, other than LeBron James, that can, can they stay with Kevin Durant on a consistent basis. So... I think now this is what I said, and you and you heard me last week, and I'll and I'll say it again this week. I'd be surprised if they win two games in this series. I would really be surprised if they win two games in this series. I think they're going to go home and win one of two games in Cleveland, and that's I think that's it. I think that's it. They just don't have the manpower on a consistent basis to offset what Golden State has to offer. I'll say it again, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. You think that Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are going to have a bad, bad second game? They're not going to wake up? They beat him by 22, and, and, and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green were, or, were, let me see, let me give you some stats here, Okay. In the 
first game. In the first game, this is how bad Clay, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green were. Clay Thompson was three for sixteen, and Draymond Green was three for twelve. So that's six for twenty-eight. Six for twenty-eight, and they still beat him by twenty-two points. Still beat him by twenty-two points. Six for 28 between the two of them, and they still beat him by 22 points. So do you think that Draymond Green and Klay Thompson are going to go six for 28 in this game? When you know that Cleveland's going to key in on Stephon Curry and, and Kevin Durant, just like they did the last game, I can guarantee you that Klay Thompson with six points and Draymond Green with nine points in the first game will double that in this game. At least. At least. Just think about what what uh, Cleveland has. Got nothing from Kyle Corver. Nothing from Kyle Corver. Kevin Love didn't score eight points. Uh, he, I, I'm pretty sure he scored a point. I, I, I'm, right now, they don't have the statistics. But let me put that he was not a factor in this game. Not a factor in this game. And I don't expect him to be. They need Tristan, Tristan Thompson to do something. They do need Tristan Thompson to do something. To be more of a force. J.R. Smith with three points. After, let's see what Kevin Love scored the last game. Let me see now. He played, uh, let me see... Let me see what happened in the last game he played. He had 15 points and 21 rebounds. So he was a contributing factor. 15 points, which is is decent. Now, I have to give him that. So he, along with Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, uh, both of uh, Irving and and, um, uh, James scored 20-something points. And he contributed 15 points and 21 rebounds. So he, he um, gave gave a good effort. And they still lost by 22 points. 28, Irv, Irv, Kyrie Irvin had 24. And they still lost by 22 points. With no J.R. Smith with three points. Tristan Thompson with zero points, and Amon Sherpa with five points. You believe that? So, they were still won by 22 points. 
and Draymond Green and and uh, Clay Thompson were didn't even score double digits. Had bad games. Six for twenty-eight. How bad is that? Now you figure you're going to get twenty-something points apiece from Durant and and um, Clay Thompson. I mean Durant and, and, and Stephon Curry. And you figure that you're going to get at least fifteen, fifteen points from each of. Uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green in the next game. Contributions from the the bench. And David West or Matt Barnes or uh, Iguodala or um, Sean Livingston. I got to admit, utter dominance, utter dominance. You got to believe that I don't think it's going to be much different in my, in my opinion. I know that Cleveland and other want to go back to Cleveland after this game. They go back to Cleveland for two games, down 2-0. So they're going to come out. Guns to plays and probably try to play more physical game. I, I would I would probably say that. Probably try to play more physical game. Try to uh, get the Warriors off their favorite spots, make them a little bit more uncomfortable, and um, see if they can. squeeze out a win the series going back to Cleveland. So looking for them to come out in the first quarter in a blaze trying to in a blaze go to trying to get everybody involved uh, try to get more people involved and not just rely on and I know that he said that's their game with Kyrie Irving and um, LeBron. Isolation. Isolation. I I know they got to the finals playing that type, but look who they play. Come on, people. In the Eastern Conference. Come on. Really? They lost one game against weaker competition than, than Golden State uh, came up against. Come on. So you can play that type of ball because you have more flexibility because of the competition you're playing. Well, that competition has stepped up twofold going against the Warriors. So playing that isolation type of basketball, which is passe in my opinion, you got to play team basketball, move the ball around. Look at Golden State. Look, at, I know they they beat. Um, a injury depleted San Antonio um, Spurs, but look at San Antonio. The way basketball is supposed to be played is what 
Those two teams have been playing for years now, and it's been successful. San Antonio has won championships playing at, and Golden State is in their third championship playing at. And you can almost discount any team that comes from the East because the, the level of competition. The level of competition. So you got the best player in the world with uh, uh, one of the better point guards in, in the world, in, in the NBA, in Kyrie Irving. Two, two very good one-on-one players. And a cast of characters. Not a big three. And I keep on saying it. It's not a big three in my opinion. It's not a big three. It's a big two and a half. Big two and a half. And those two, meaning on Cleveland's side, play a lot of isolation. Give me the ball, move out the way, and let me see what I can create. Maybe I'll throw it to you if, you, if you're open for a jump shot or two. Or maybe a layup, whatever. It's okay to play that way in the East. You play in the West, especially in the finals. Last year was a fluke. In my opinion, last season, for whatever reason, uh, Golden State lost quite naturally, and I thought that was fluky. And I, they're going to—they're—they're they're on a mission. And, and I keep telling people, and 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 people that are LeBron James fans absolutely love LeBron James. Think that he's going to do it again. It ain't going to happen. They're on a mission. This team's on a mission. What happened with with a fluke? last year, and they're out to humiliate, to absolutely dominate the Cleveland Cavaliers as much as they can. As much as they can. Now, what's going to happen when, when they do eventually win, and, and then the people, then the LeBron James fans want to say, well, they had Kevin Durant, and he came over to just to win. So, They were expected to win. So, so what? That's what you're going to get from LeBron James fans. That's what you're going to get from Cleveland Cavaliers fans. They had Kevin Durant. They couldn't do it again without Kevin Durant. And, and Kevin Durant's the reason that they won. And they were expected to win, so it's no big deal. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. Well, you had him twice before Kevin Durant there. You won one, you lost one. Okay, so you can't you can you can say that because it's a free country. You can say that. But it is what it is. And a lot of people resent Kevin Durant for going to the Golden State Warriors. But he was a free agent. He was at liberty to go anywhere he wanted to go. Anywhere he wanted to go. He went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They wouldn't be complaining. If he went to the San Antonio Spurs, they wouldn't be complaining. Went to the Los Angeles Clippers, Doc Rivers. You wouldn't be complaining. But he decided to go to Golden State Warriors. And those other teams, some of them, not all of them, are complaining because he went there. 
and went and teamed up with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Stephon Curry. Now they have what do you call it? What a super team? Okay, how about the Lakers with Magic and Kareem, James Worthy and company? How about Kobe and Shaq and Bobby Ori, Robert Ori and company? Okay. Big-time players have been, when they're free agents, going to team up. How about LeBron going to, to – and Chris Bosh getting together, trying to make a super team? Nobody complained about that. Well, they complained about how LeBron went about it, but didn't really complain about him joining up with uh, – yeah, they did. <clears throat> but it's different with Kevin Durant. And, and I point that out to um, LeBron James fans. Different with Kevin Durant. LeBron James went to Miami Heat because he couldn't win a championship. He felt he couldn't win a championship. With the Cleveland Cavaliers, was lambasted by the owner of the Cavaliers. Teamed up with his buddy Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, talking about one, two, three, multiple championships. Excuse me. But it's a different story. It's hypocr- hypocritical for LeBron James fans to talk about Kevin Durant because they went to a team that they knew that once Kevin Durant went to this team, they would be more or less unbeatable. Now, they got beat a few times in regular season, undefeated in the playoffs. And I think that one of the things that they want to do Besides winning the championship, is go undefeated in the playoffs, in the, all the way through. No one beats us. And like I said, before the first game was played, they haven't played their best basketball. And they still think that they haven't played their best basketball because they didn't play that well until, until, until the second half of the first game in the finals. And you saw what they were capable of when they played defense and were efficient on offense with two of their best players, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, like I said before, six for 28. When's the last time you heard Clay Thompson, without, without him being hurt, six points? Six points. 0 for 5 from three-pointer. Guarantee that's not going to happen in this game. Outside of him getting injured, guarantee that's not going to happen in this game. Cleveland Cavaliers better bring something. They better bring it. They better bring it. All right, people, take a short break. Um, excuse me. Take a short break. Going to um, 
short commercial break. Going to um, come back, and we're going to be talking about some NFL for the next 10, 15 minutes. All right. So... How about we do this? We'll be right back. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FST himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365 for other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts, Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7-365 and listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. All right, people, we are back. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again, 347-637-3220. The place people want to talk to The Master that on a master plan, and that would be me. All right, let's talk about some NFL. Talk about some quarterbacks. Some quarterbacks coming off of some surgeries, some shoulder surgeries, um, big-name quarterbacks, hoping uh, to have some big expectations going. One's in the AFC South, one's in the a- NFC South. Let's talk about the AFC South quarterback that's coming back from, um, well, there's two of them, but I really want to talk about the one that's coming back from shoulder surgery. And that's Andrew Luck. Luck said uh, isn't hasn't taken place in any off-season workouts um, because they're being overly cautious with his rehab to make sure there aren't any setbacks after um, he uh, dealt with shoulder problems for basically the past two seasons, past two, not just one, the past two seasons. So, and, and the Indianapolis Colts haven't really shed any light on how his rehab or what's going on with his rehab. Um, the owner, Jim Ursay, said that uh, he believed that Luck will be ready for the start of the regular season after he had that shoulder surgery in January. Um, but um, this is what uh, Coach uh, Pagano said um, when he was asked, do you have an update on Andrew Luck? This is a quote. Doing great. I've got to give you the same thing. He's doing well rehabbing every single day. He's a coach out there on the field. He's in the meetings. 
He's doing everything but obviously taking snaps, but he's taking every one of them from a mental standpoint. He's doing a great job with uh, the coaches, Scott Tolzien, Stephen Morris, and our uh, young rookie, Philip Walker. <clears throat> he's doing a great job with the tight ends, wideouts, and backs. Obviously, he knows the offense inside and out. So it's like having another coach on the field. Great sounding board for Scott, Stephen, and Phil for when they come off the field. What did you see? Why did you go, go there? Those are the quarterbacks, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Um, the backup quarterback. What would you have done? Obviously a great sounding board, somebody that they'll go to and they'll get immediate feedback, not only from the, um, from the uh, quarterback coach who happens to be Scott Schottenheimer, who I don't do not like at all, uh, but from Andrew. End of quote. Another question. Can you give any details surrounding his weightlifting or training regimen? I'm on a different plan than him so I don't know what his lift schedule is. Then, because he said he doesn't know what his lift schedule is, does he have a lifting schedule? I'm sure he's got something. This is every response I'm giving to you after the question is from Chuck Pagano. He's in rehab. Your guy, you guys have to talk with the doctors. This is what Pagano said when asked about luck on May 23rd. The question is, is there any update on Andrew Luck? Quote, no. Um, Luck continues to be at a regular at the Colts facility. He's always in the team meetings, and he provides an extra set of eyes during workouts while uh, the backup quarterback get the snaps at, at quarterback in, in Luck's uh, absence. And the quote from Bagano, this is just a reiteration of what I said. Classroom stuff has been great going back through the cut-ups. Obviously, that's, this is what Schottenheimer said. Obviously, going into year two with offensive coordinator Rob Chizinski system, that's been great. And then again, I think the fun thing for him is actually when he's out there, he gets the chance to coach a little bit. So he's out there, and he communicates with the other guys, the receivers, tight ends, some of the things that he's seen, which is cool. So maybe he's a coach luck for the next little bit and kind of telling people, hey, Here's what I'm seeing from my standpoint and getting everybody on the same page. That's not like being in there, doing it. Not like being there and doing it. So for those who are in fantasy (coughs) and are expecting a lot right away from Andrew Luck, with an offensive line that is in Is it, is it if for me, is it a big question mark? That's why he's gotten hurt over the last two seasons, been bat, beaten up and battered over the last two seasons because of the uh, uh, lack of talent and inefficiency on the offensive line. And now he, he's had a surgery six months ago. So he had it in January. I don't know. I'd have to be on the skeptical side. On how he's going to be when the uh, regular season comes about. Is he going to participate? I would highly doubt. 
Um, in um, the uh, off-season program uh, leading up to uh, training camp or what? And then we have Cam Newton. Like I said, I had one on the AFC South and one on the NFC South. Cam Newton had a rotator cuff surgery. Doctors are pleased after Cam had surgery. Okay? Rotator cuff. Not a good thing for a quarterback to have. Now, he had it back in March. Won't be allowed to throw for 12 weeks. And won't throw with the team for 16 weeks. Coming off a a down year before his MVP year, the year before that. And you don't know what you're going to get with Cam Newton. When he comes back, I've had rotator cuff surgery. My my shoulder, still not the same. I used to be able to throw very well. Different now. Now, quite naturally, technology has changed. Rehab and, and the like has changed. Cam Newton's a highly high uh, high end athlete. I'm not. I wasn't. But it's a quarterback who has to throw the ball countless times, whether it's in practice, whether it's in warm-ups, whether it's in a game, taking beating. And he has to come back and play at a high level. That's the expectations with a surgically repaired shoulder because of uh, his um, rotator cuff. In my opinion, Cam Newton's not going to be right for this season. It's going to take it's going to take next season for him to come about. Uh, uh, and and if he's going to be, be Cam Newton, to be Cam Newton next year. This year, um, I see Cam Newton. Not throwing the ball that much, handing off a lot more, and if he does throw, it's shorter throws, not way down the field. Now I could be wrong. I mean, he's a super athlete. He's a very uh, big guy, um, in super shape, and that and the healing process. Everybody's healing process is different, so he may heal. Uh, be completely healed. I mean, they have high tech. Um, we're going to be going into overtime for a short time. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the master plan. Thank you for watching, but we're in overtime now. So there's two quarterbacks, two big name quarterbacks that a lot of people have um, in the past high on their draft board. I've never drafted Andrew Luck or Cam Newton. And that's a fact. I've never drafted Andrew Luck or Cam Newton on any of my rosters. Never. Well, I can't say that because I did it last year. I think I did it last year, if I'm not mistaken. Never, Not, not Cam Newton, but I, I have definitely drafted Andrew Luck, so I can't say that. And then he went down. But for the most part, 
those two quarterbacks are very rarely uh, uh, take a position on my rosters in fantasy football. I'm really skeptical on Cam Newton this year. And Andrew Luck. Cam Newton had the better offensive line, in my opinion. Andrew Luck, you don't know what kind of offensive line that you're going to have. Um, I know they, they try to shore it up, but you don't know how it's going to pan out. And he's coming off soldier, and it hasn't he's taken mental reps. And Cam Newton hasn't even started throwing the football yet. And this is June. So we'll have to wait and see the progress of both these South AFC and NFC South quarterbacks, uh, big-name quarterbacks that their teams are relying on. I'm not relying them on – excuse me. I'm not relying on them in fantasy. So people – I want to thank you for joining me. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always, where JT, a.k.a. The Master, is going to be back here on a master plan, talking about some more NBA finals and whatever else may be coming up in, in the world of sports. I, um, like I said, I'm going to be talking every week about something in the NFL. And, uh, and and as long as the NBA finals are going, I'll be talking about that also. So with that being said, I want to thank you. Uh, be safe on this fine weekend. And uh, um, we'll talk to you later. Come.